Hey guys, welcome to the 7 Fair Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza with Coach Austin Bettigrew from FitTown, and today is part two of our road to 70K as a coach. If you guys haven't listened to part one yet, go ahead and check it out. And if you haven't downloaded our ebook yet, head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash road to 70K so you guys can see a more detailed breakdown on there. Actually, on there we have two examples where you can see uh, something that would look very similar to what we would have at our gym of exact breakdowns of how two different types of coaches could get to 70K that we're not really gonna talk about here. So we're gonna kick off this episode by talking about how we theoretically think about a coach getting to 70K and this three-pronged approach that we tried to share with our coaches that we think is the way to make your way to 70K. So this three-pronged approach we see as a breakdown of group classes, personal training or one-on-one -on -one training, it could be nutrition coaching, and then non-coaching business roles. Okay, and we're gonna break down all three of those in this episode, and we're gonna talk about really why we think one-on-one -on -one training is really this unique opportunity, this unique path to get to 70K, although we have examples of coaches that do it without a lot of one-on-one -on -one training. So let's start with group classes first, and group classes are interesting because when we talk about getting to 40K, group classes really are the foundation mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's what enables someone to go from having to work a second job or having to come from another job to be able to quit that job and do this full time or be able to confidently come out of school and do this full time. They're looking for that good base of group classes. And then over time though, group classes can actually be the thing that keeps you from 70K. Yeah. Uh, I think if, well, if you listen to part one, we broke down the numbers a ton. Like you need to make this much per hour to get to 70K. 35 was the number. So if 35 is the number and you're coaching group classes, that's going to be a lot of group classes per week to make that happen. Um, but at the end of the day, what it comes down to is group classes for most of the people who are going to be listening to this is the least amount of money you're going to make per hour from every other potential job you have. Now you may have smaller roles here and there that might be slightly less, but for the most part, um, mostly for those coaches that are getting up to that 70K mark, it's probably the least amount you're gonna make in an mm -hmm. hour. Yeah, so when we think about hiring a new coach, we will usually start them with 17 to 19 class hours. And then over time, what we'd like for that coach to do is as they build their skill set and their book of business outside of group classes, mm -hmm we like to so slowly wean them down off of those group classes. So they might end up at 12 to 15 group classes, depending on how much they enjoy group classes. Some of them just really love the group classes. And even though they know they could make more in a personal training session, they'd still rather have a certain amount of group classes. But even so, we still try to pull that number down slightly depending on the coach. So that way they can start to fill that book of business with other roles. I also think uh, going back to when, when you're a newer coach or you're maybe you're at that $40,000 mark, the reason that group classes are so good, in my opinion, is it just gives you a stable income. The thing that's harder with one-on-one -on -one sessions is sales becomes involved, things like that that are higher skilled things. And some coaches just don't have that developed yet. And as we talked about last, last episode, it, it takes time to develop those skills. And the group class is a great way to just do your little internship, but still make money doing it while you're taking time to develop those skills. Yeah. And the other aspect of this, and I want to give you guys another sort of formula here because all, all the formulas we've talked about so far is really based on 40 hours in a week. Mm -hmm. And really though, that's not fair in our industry because we find that most coaches can really handle about 30 to 35 paid hours a week on the high end. 
and that in terms of coaching hours, it usually looks like 20 to 30, 20 to high 20s, maybe 20 to 25, 20 to 27 floor hours in a week. And that would be group classes plus PT. So if we're only working 30 or 35 hours a week, now our numbers become a lot higher. Instead of $35 an hour to make it to 70K, if we're only getting 30 paid hours a week, that now becomes $45 an hour. If we're only working 35 hours in a week, that's now $38 an hour. So those, the amount you have to make per hour has to come up. And then when we talk about the group class, Austin said it might be your lowest value role. And for us, we pay in that range. We do it based on experience and certifications of how much that person gets paid per hour in the group class. You can earn more by creating a system like that with your gym owner. That might be a conversation that you want to have mm -hmm. of, hey, how can I make more in the group class as my experience and skill set gets better and, and, and I'm giving more value to the clients? I think there is a hard limit of the amount you're going to be able to make from that class because if the, if the gym owner wants to make any money from it, there has to be a hard cutoff on how much you can make from it. Yes. Which kind of leads us to the next one where there's almost no ceiling to how much you can earn in one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah, before we get there, because I want to spend a lot of time on one-on-one -on -one training, I want to talk about non-coaching business roles because um, we have a great graphic in the, the Road to 70K ebook of showing you visually what are some of the high, generally higher value roles in the gym and what are some of the lower value roles? And just to give you some simple examples, things like cleaning and maintenance, it's going to be hard to make any more than $20 an hour doing those things, regardless of how good you are at those things. Whereas when it comes to programming or sales or management, those things are going to tend to have a pretty good high value assigned to them. And you should be able to make more money in those things, especially if you're, I mean, if you are great at sales and you can deliver with results and conversions, then that is, is a very high value role for any gym out there. So we'll, we'll be able to, you'll be able to see that in the ebook really broken down from a visual perspective. Now, one-on-one -on -one training is where, where we feel the money is made, no pun, pun intended. <laughs> and there is a unique path in, in personal training because there really is an unlimited amount that you could charge and you should be able to make a higher percentage of what's being charged in personal training because it's, it's value that you're adding to the gym. In most gyms, it's not value that they already have in place, it's value that you're helping to create, co-create with your gym owner. Yeah, now this, this is a conversation I would definitely want to talk to the gym owner about if you don't feel comfortable with the amount you're bringing home because I think this is a, a thing that you maybe actually, you might actually bring value to them just by sitting down and talking about it. And I think a lot of gym owners just set rates based off of the market. They're like, well, this gym charges 100 or set, most are lower than that. Let's just say it's like 60. But again, if your goal is to get to a 70K coach and you're making 60% of that 60, like it, it's still going to be hard to get enough value or get enough mm -hmm. clients lined up that that's possible. I think then in turn, if you can go to that gym owner and you can say like, hey, I want to charge $100 you're still making more money than you originally were. I think those are the conversations that need to be had if, if the personal training isn't set up good at your gym yet. Um, because like I said last episode, I think that's a, a way for you to help the gym and for the gym obviously to help you uh, financially and then to take the next level as a coach. Um, but the biggest thing with personal training is just the amount of hours you wanna put into it is the amount of hours you can, or the amount of money you can make out of it. It's, it's almost like limitless to a sense 
Now there's still the time component, like you only have so many hours in the day, mm -hmm. some clients want a certain amount of time, and if another client wants that time, you just can't make two work at one time. There's some variables there, but for the most part, you're kind of just open to take on as much as you're willing to take on. Yeah, you could fill a lot of gaps in your schedule. You know, those breaks in the day, uh, an hour that was gonna be essentially zero dollars mm -hmm. for you could be a lot more than that, could be one of your highest paid roles. And just to give you guys a frame of reference, I don't think our system is perfect, but essentially our packages range from a one-off session, which we don't really sell many of those, 10 packs, 20 packs, and 30 packs. And we actually sell the most most of 30 packs, which is probably surprising since a lot of gyms, I know for us for many years, the biggest package we sold was 10 sessions. And without getting too much detail onto structuring your packages, just realize that you guys have to send it, sell an end result. You have to sell a prescription and there's not much you can accomplish in 10 sessions. So if you're being true to yourself and true to the client's goals and needs and really listening to what they want, then realistically you should be selling mostly 25 to 30 session packages if that's roughly the higher range that you're selling there. So I wanted to share that frame of reference for you just so you guys have somewhat of an idea of where you may wanna go with this. And I don't think that's where we'll ultimately end up. I think we will have bigger packages and, and people like Austin that can be really successful with this will be able to charge more in the future. But I think it's important to start out going back to what we talked about in part one about patience and treating it like an apprenticeship. Treat your personal training the same way. I think at first, as long as you can make more in a personal training session than you can make in a group class, I think that's a great start for a lot of people. So obviously the gym will have to make, will have to charge more because they're gonna have to get a cut on it. But let's say you're getting paid $25 for a group class to start. Well, if you can work out a scenario where the gym is charging $60 a session and you're getting half of that, $30 an hour, I think that's a great start because you're going to be able to sharpen your skills. You're going to be able to make a little bit extra money, fill some hours in the day. And, and over time you can raise your rates as you build your skill set. Yeah. Um, I think, so you guys did a podcast later with, uh, Charlie, what was his last name? Charlie Lima. Yes. And one thing that he said on there that I really liked was, you know, don't feel like you have to raise your rates until you're full. And I really liked that. Like, I think your goal should be to get to a point where you feel like, okay, this is as many as I want to take on. And then you can start making, I would say like higher business decisions when it comes to like, now I'm going to charge this amount. Now I'm going to charge this amount. I think a lot of coaches, like you said, lack the patience to do that. And they just jump to these higher rates just because, just because maybe that's what the gym wants them to charge or whatever it may be. And they might not have the skill set yet to perform a, a session worth a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, so one-on-ones is not just a unique opportunity to make more money, but it's a unique opportunity to develop those skills because in the group class, there's certain things that you're not gonna be able to try or play around with. Mm -hmm. You can't be as creative in that setting because you're often gonna be limited by time constraints, lesson plans, whereas when you only have one per person, there's so much more downtime built into that. Plus, you know that, hey, this person does have specific goals. I, I have a better understanding of what they're here for, so I don't have to give them this general prescription, which is what we do in a class environment. I can play around with this, this thing that I saw on YouTube that I really liked when I tried it the other day and see if it helps them with X, Y, and Z. And you can start to be more creative or maybe you're going through a separate certification 
and that's allowing you to apply it. We talked about Austin in another podcast was working with some golfers and he was going through the Titleist Performance Certification. That's stuff he's not gonna be able to apply really in a, a broad scale in a group setting, but he can really get into the nitty gritty and give an over-deliver value because he now has the skill set for one-on-ones. Yeah, I agree. And I think the more you can do that is, like I said in the last episode, putting yourself into debt to potentially have more earnings in the, the back end is, um, is to, to do those kind of certifications, to be able to give just a little bit more value. And I think if you know a client sees that you're giving them plus value on the amount that they're paying, when you do have to raise your rates eventually, because you, you should hopefully get to that point, I just don't see it being big of a deal that could have been had you not ever done anything to improve their experience. Yeah, so you're, you're combining this hands-on experience with the back-end education, and that's what I want to dive in next, is what are the, the highest value education, certification, seminars that people can do to add value as they're getting that real-time experience? So I want to kick it to you, which is what has been your most valuable so far? What has allowed you to consistently charge the most and deliver value on that one-on-one? So you asked this question in the Seven Figure Box uh, Facebook group, and my answer there was the Active Life um, sales seminar that we did. Uh, I think it was maybe just one day. I don't remember if it was one or two days. Um, Just a super short seminar, but it had a really big impact. just being super comfortable selling and making it not so dirty, I guess. I don't think sales should ever feel dirty and mostly in our industry when we're just trying to help, like it really should never feel um, dirty. But that seminar really laid out for me like, wow, I don't, I don't ever have to feel that way. Like I'm literally just trying to give them the best possible result. Um, I rank that even above their, their um, immersion that I went through, which was like a 16 week course mm-hmm. on kind of breaking down their movement assessments and how to help clients in that way I still put that above it um, because if you can't make the sale then you're not gonna have the clients in the first place Um, the next one I would say is is the um, either the movement assessment workshop or the immersion the the movement assessment workshop is just like the foundation of starting a movement assessment which I think is huge Um, if you can assess clients right off the bat then um, one it just shows a lot of value it shows you actually care about them once they get into you know either one-on-ones or group environment um, you understand how their body's moving um, which is huge, but then the, the immersion on that was just how to better attack those um, with potential solutions or maybe it's a client that because you've gone through that you realize I actually shouldn't help you and I should pass you on. Um, so that was a big one, big one as well. Um, yeah, I think, I think those are the biggest ones right now and shout out Active Life, I just gave them all the credit for everything, but um, yeah. they really did have a huge impact. Yeah, Active Life is great. I think it's it's pain and injuries are such a big pain point for people Mm -hmm. it is a it is a high value thing it is something that people are willing to pay a lot for and there's a huge market for it so active life gives great tools for solving that and then on the sales side just to clarify we were very lucky we were able to have sean come in a day before the workshop and deliver a sales seminar with our team and we all really enjoyed that but i think they have that posted online you might be able to pay for it i think it's called their ethical sales course and I do think it has some overlap to their workshop and their immersion, but I think it has some separate material just specifically on selling. And I, I really like this framework of thinking about getting outside your own head for a second, thinking about well, what is the world willing to pay for, right? Mm-hmm. Pain and injuries is something that the world is willing to pay for. 
Some other big ones is a lot of people have kids. They have kids and teens and they're willing to pay for things that are gonna help their kids and teens develop confidence. Um, for the ones that haven't found a sport yet, maybe this becomes their sport, fitness becomes their sport. Maybe they have a sport outside the gym and they wanna get better for that and they need some more sport specific training. So sport specific training is a huge one for kids, high school, college, pro athletes. If you wanna make that your niche, there's huge opportunity there. Um, and then you can really dive into any niche you wanna dive further into in terms of like Olympic lifting, or if you wanna get into more training for maybe marathons or triathlons, you wanna get into energy system stuff, there's resources for that. But just really think about like, what, what do I love to do first and foremost? Like what are my skill sets? And what is the world willing to pay for? What are the big needs that exist out there? Yeah, and then I also like to see the clients that I currently have and like, how can I make their experience better by just learning something new or adding something to what they're already doing? Um, I, I just think if you can make their experience really good, it also makes sales easier because you might get sales out of them without even trying to push for a sale. Yeah, it's a, it's a very natural path that way when you have, maybe it's not technically your client yet, it's just someone you coach often in group and you're like, man, this person always struggles with this or this person always complains about shoulder or knee pain or just really struggles with this aspect of the lift when you're when you let that curiosity and desire to help that person push you further down the path to do research in your off hours mm -hmm. maybe it leads to a certification that you want to do like an active life and then you want to share that with that person you want to help them you know you can have beta clients you can have clients that go through uh, potentially for free. I always like to have clients that have some kind of skin in the game. So maybe you set a price that you want it to be eventually at, but then you charge half of that or even a third of that just to get the first couple clients rolling through this new program. It's just a great way to develop your skills and it's it's allowing it's allowing the natural your natural energy and curiosity to determine your path versus trying to overthink what those next steps should be. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about sales. And I wanna talk a little bit about how do you take a group person and, and get them to one-on-one -on -one training? Or is that not most, the common, most common situation? What do you feel like is the best way for, for you to be able to utilize those sales skills once you start to have them? I, I, actually, I actually do think the group makes it the easiest. I think, I mean, you kind of you just touched on it earlier. Like, the more that you can be thinking about them, the easier it becomes. And like you said, you, you've heard Cindy Lou like say something about her shoulder three classes in a row. I think if you're just curious about Cindy Lou's shoulder and you know, maybe like if you've went through something like an active life course and you're just like, hey, like lay down for me. Let me just test one quick thing. And this has happened. We actually had a client the other day who I, I was like in the middle of class, like just lay on your stomach for me. Let me just one quick test. and. We were able to just figure out what was nagging her and we just gave her something to work on it. Now, I wasn't trying to sell her because it was just a really quick, easy thing. But maybe there's something more with Cindy Lou's shoulder that needs help. And by you just caring enough to have her test her shoulder flexion, you might get a sale out of it. Yeah. Um, now, you might have to sit down and have a consult with her, talk a little bit more in detail about it. But there's also really easy sales out there as well. I think our coaches, Jack and Arlen, do a really good job of this. They're really good at just having a conversation in class and converting that to mm -hmm. a client. And most of the time for them, it is a, 
a client that has a nagging injury going on. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see them them thrive in that that space. But yeah, I, I think just caring and having a little curiosity and having the openness to have the conversation with the clients in the group class can lead to a ton of sales without having to put in extra work to get outside clients into the door. Yeah. You're definitely from Missouri if you're saying Cindy Lou. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty common name down there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think there's there's coaches that take for granted how pre-qualified the group class already is. You know, I've, I've, I've heard this sentiment from coaches sometimes where in personal training, they're upset that a gym is making a certain percentage off of something. Mm-hmm. In programming, they're upset that a coach is, that the gym is making a certain percentage off it because they feel like, well, I'm the one doing all the work. And one of the biggest things that the gym is doing for you is they've given you this pool of pre-qualified people that you are getting put in front of every single day. I mean, when we want a new member at the gym, there's a couple ways we can do it. We can ask for referrals and do something referral related, Mm -hmm. or we have to go to, you know, social media and paid ads and we potentially have to put out a lot of money. There's people that pay Alex Hermosi 30 grand to try to bring in new leads to their gym. And as a, as a coach, you don't have that huge obstacle. Those people are right in front of you and realize that that opportunity is there and just start to help, see where you can help. And a lot of stuff will lead to well, sales and conversions. Yeah, and I, I don't wanna to get too far down like the sales rabbit hole of like to, how to actually do it, but if you can just get out of your mindset that they're not going to pay for it, it's just going to help tremendously. Like, I think a lot of people think, oh, they're already paying for the group class. They're mm-hmm. probably not going to pay for this also. Like, it's just not true. Like, most of the time, it's just not true. They probably will be more than willing to pay for your service if, if it can get them where they're wanting to go. Yeah. So we'll wrap up on that. There's stuff that's going to be in the guide that's really hard for us to go over. Like I said, we show two specific examples of different coaches and their past. We also share some of our favorite sales questions, a a six question process that you can go through to essentially take someone from a group or really any environment could be more of an intro, no sweat intro, and to convert that person and learn about them. And how do you take it from just that getting to know someone to Uh, figuring out what their needs are and how you can help. So if you guys want that ebook, head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash road to 70K. And thank you guys for listening.